Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Over, 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 all things ATL. What's going on, everybody? It is your boy Dylan Matthews alongside the man, the myth, the legend himself, Bo Morgan, and we are Peach Street Football. Make sure you guys like Peach Street Football, download Peach Street Football, subscribe to the Peach Street Football Podcast wherever you get your podcast. That is Apple Podcast. That is Spotify. That is the Odyssey app. Wherever you get Peach Street Foot, wherever you get your podcast, I should say Peach Street Football is there. Woo, that's probably the most uh upbeat this conversation is gonna be today, Bo Morgan, because the somber day again, Falcons lose in the Caesar Superdome to the New Orleans Aints 18 to 21. And Bo, just to get right into it, I think we found out yesterday that I mean we already knew this, but I think a lot more of the world uh, of Falcons fans found out yesterday that the sole problem wasn't just the quarterback and that we have other problems besides the quarterback, too, that definitely can affect the quarterback play in a negative way. Receivers weren't able to get separation. Um, we have to do certain protections just to give the quarterback time to throw to receivers who aren't getting separation. There's just a lot more problems than the quarterback. Now, I will say this. The quarterback wasn't necessarily a solution yesterday. I'm not going to say, you know, Desmond Ritter was a solution yesterday, but you have to remember he was getting his first ever playing time and his first career start in a very hostile environment that had playoff implications behind it. So a tough situation for Desmond Ritter to come into. And all things considered, I wouldn't say he did a bad job, but again, he wasn't the solution yesterday either but the main point being Bo uh this Atlanta Falcons team has a lot of holes a lot of things to work out yeah look I don't think Desmond Ritter lost you the game yesterday not at all Uh, I don't think there was a big difference in Desmond Ritter and Marcus Mariota to be honest the last few weeks honestly I thought Ritter did some good things yeah um the deep ball is still not there Patterson didn't run a great route on the first one uh, Alameda quit. I don't want to say quit, but, but pulled. You know, slowed down on a route on a on a on a, on a deep ball. Um, you know, I, I think there's a lot of ridiculous takes and idi- just ignorance right now <laughs> on, on social media and in the in, in some people talking heads on on radio stations and everything that I've heard. I mean, there's just a lot of ignorance out there. Oh well, he's clearly not the guy. The hell did you see? Right. I mean, you know, watching? this is the problem that everyone had is everyone wanted to blame all the problems of this football team on Marcus Mariota. And, and yeah, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. Ritter, Ritter, Ritter. And you yesterday you saw that the limitations 
that Marcus Mariota was dealing with uh, that that you mentioned, uh, you pointed out uh, when we started, are still there. One yeah. player is not going to mask all of that. What what I thought Desmond Ritter gave you was a little bit more accuracy in the in the short passing game, mm-hmm. and honestly. When the game was on the line, Desmond Ritter made the throw. He made a yeah. tough um, throw, a money clutch throw on fourth and five. On, and which, on, on the throw, he's being pressured, by the way, too. He's being pressured. Well, yeah, hell, you're always pressured when you yeah. play quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons. What, what's <laughs> new about that? So suddenly that's going to change? That's been the – I mean, that's been the way for the last 30 years. Uh, every, all of my fandom, you know, the years we had a decent offensive line and pass protection – the team either went to the Super Bowl or went deep in the playoffs. So, right. um, so I don't want to hear. You know, I, I I've got guys tell me, well, he's clearly not the guy. Look, he looked lost. No, he didn't. He looked like a rookie making his first start in a hostile environment. And by the way, at the end of the season, it's just he made a play, and your number one draft pick fumbled the ball, coughed yeah. it up. There's no other way mm-hmm. around it. The one, no one play doesn't lose you the game. But when when you needed him to, he stepped up, and you didn't get anything nope. from anybody else. So that was a drive that started on your 10-yard line, and you ran the ball, you ran the ball. You had a chance to go win the game there or at least tie it and, and get it to overtime. And you just, you know, you had a guy that coughed the ball up. That happens. But I think yesterday there was it was a rude awakening for all these people that blamed everything on Marcus Mariota. That was one of my main takeaways from yesterday. All you guys wanted to blame it all on one player, and we sat here and told you, and now you're telling me why the other guy who you (laughs) cried for for 14 freaking weeks sucks. He doesn't suck. He's young, and he's not going to mask all of the issues that this team has uh, based on the fact that this front office and and coaching and our administration was handcuffed at building the roster due to almost $80 in dead cap. But we don't want to pay attention to any of that. No, we we just want to be, you know, some of us just want to be Falcons fans that are never happy and always complain about the quarterback, even though we cried for that quarterback and we wanted one kind of quarterback and we got that kind of quarterback and then we didn't like that quarterback and want another quarterback and we got that quarterback and we still don't like anything. So that's how some Falcons fans just are going to do. You never make them happy. But I want to switch sides real quick, Bo, because looking at it, and I'm and towards the end of the game, the defense definitely played well, and the defense definitely stepped up. But the defense got off to a slow start, Bo. I mean, you give up, you know, you, you get down in the, the the 14-0 hole, and, you know, that isn't all on the defense. But the defense did get off to a slow start. I mean, Lorenzo Carter said as much yesterday when he was doing his post-game interview with uh, Dave Archer. Why do you think the defense – is starting so slow and I'm not just talking about today because um, I mean yesterday because I know we had the incident with uh, Dean Pease and you know thank God Dean is okay and you know he was able to um, get out of the hospital and you know fly back home with you guys last night but this has been a thing over the past couple of weeks that the defense get off to a slow start now they step up and they make stops when you really really need them to and I appreciate that and they and they get key sacks and key stops when you need them to but What's with the slow starts? Because that this has started to become a little bit of a pattern over the past couple of weeks. Do you think? It's again, it's it's just another thing that we we pick and choose when we want to talk about it. I've heard for the last four weeks that the defense is winning, helping you has had you in games that your offense couldn't win you, and 
And I've been trying to, and, you know, we've talked about it. I've been trying mm-hmm. to tell people this defense has not been good like people think. No. This is an ultimate bend-don't-break defense. For sure. They're not, they're not helping you with the um, – with with giving up so many yards on first down, that's what's killing this team. Is losing. You're losing on first down. You cannot give up chunk plays when this defense mm-hmm. is a majority of the time when this defense is able to get teams in the second and third and, and medium and long. You're getting off the field. Right. <clears throat> Yesterday, uh, you were. It looked like they were playing. I'm. I, you know. Again, I don't want to anger anyone who will tell me I don't know what I'm talking about. But. <laughs> um. This looks like uh, it looked like they were playing a matchup zone defense yesterday, and, and uh, you know it's basically a zone that turns into a man defense where somebody comes into your area and you just take them and you go with them, and then you know you can vacate the area. That's my knowledge of it. I could be wrong again. I don't know. I'm sure there's some expert somewhere that want to tell me why I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> but you know, that being said, it it it's um. Yesterday, you got picked apart on the first drive, which we've seen happen to this team. Yeah. In the second drive, what? And this is my, um, this is part of squid sequences, so it'll be a mm-hmm. shorter squid sequence because, um, this is this is one of those things that happened where basically Richie Grant, it's a post route, oh yeah, uh, and Richie Grant gambles and he mm-hmm. makes a really bad gamble. It was. Yep. A bad, it was a bad decision by him. If you're gonna, you know, Arch talked about it, if you're gonna make a play on that ball, you got to knock it down. And he was, that's on him. So again, this great defense that everyone wants to talk about made a bad play. Um, and once, you know, I thought that they did a little bit better job, but they still gave up 130 yards on the ground. Yeah. And they still, you know, they still don't have an answer for whatever Taysom Hill is. Um, and by the way, Taysom Hill's the one that throws that pass, that that touchdown pass. I mean, mm-hmm. so it it that that hurts you early, and then you you did you know you gave up fourteen in the first half or the first quarter, and basically the first two drives of the game, and then you were able to kind of stand pat hold. Now they you were able to get a turnover uh, yep. deep in your own territory where they were driving looks like they're going to make it they might i mean that looked like they were really just going to just take the game right and go forward probably the most disappointing drive for me was the first one of the second half for the saints where you've you've now come out of the opening drive went right down the field uh after you know um an overturned uh, turnover which was which was the right call but right. um and you make it 14-10 and your defense lets them go right down the field Make it back to twenty one ten, and then mm-hmm. uh, you had to turn around, and so that just—I thought that was to me the uh, as bad as the first two drives were. You were able to kind of overcome and get yourself back in the game. To me, that that drive that was the one that just really hurt the most because that basically that was the difference in the game, really. Yeah, and I want to say this too. Why why you brought it up? I am so sick and tired of seeing Taysom Hill. I mean, he's literally that one guy on on the Saints that no matter what, it does not matter where we are playing. It does not matter. Well, we're never going to play in tough conditions against the Saints because we're in a dome and they're in a dome. But it really does not matter the the time, the day, the 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 standings, whatever. Taysom Hill always kills us, and he has always killed us since he's been a New Orleans Franken Saint. And I'm so tired of seeing Taysom Hill, and I hope 
hope, pray to whoever that we can one day figure out how to stop this guy because we have not been able to stop him through however many regimes Taysom Hill has been with the Saints for, I mean, it's just, oh, it, it really just irritates me. But before we uh, keep getting into squid sequences, uh, but I want to. Well, we've already about, gotten one down. We've well, already I know we already got down, one down. But... <laughs> I do want to quickly bring up this, though. You still are kind of in it. I mean, even after all this, still kind of. Now, it's, it's really tough now because now you've lost another division game. You're by, way behind the eight ball when it comes to division record. Um, and, I mean, again, there's still a chance. You're still mathematically in it. And, I mean, you're still technically only a game behind the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and you're tied with everybody else. Uh, technically, I mean, division tiebreakers and stuff have you actually towards the bottom of the NFC South. Um but I mean, you're still in it, and, and Tampa Bay closes with two straight, uh, two straight division games. The Saints have one more division game. The Panthers have two more division games, I believe. Um, so I mean, there, there's still chance, but uh, Bo, as far as you know, playoffs go, I, I think that's. Would you call it far fetched now? I mean, how how do you how are you feeling about the the playoff chances? I think it's. Uh, I don't think far fetched. I, I think it's. Um... You know, I, I think I don't know what I would call it. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, because all these other teams, you don't know what they could do. They could lose. They well, could lose out, and you just you, don't know. Well, the problem is, is Carolina and Tampa play each other. Yeah, and they're playing each other, so they're also going to win. I, yeah. I think you just need to concentrate on winning the game at hand, and and yeah. you, and, and this team is not worried about it. But the fan base, no. the fan base's eyes, it's over. So that's fine. <laughs> um, whatever. Just look, just go ahead and improve. I think you need to take you need to worry about how can you beat Baltimore on Christmas Eve? You got that game is six days away. And yep. then you gotta turn around and um and worry about the you know, moving forward mm-hmm. uh against Arizona. And that's a you know, that you're gonna have um uh I don't even think Colt McCoy played yesterday. I think they had um I wanna say they had um I don't. I know. I'm almost positive. Colt McCoy, he got hurt. He left in the third quarter yesterday. Wow! And they were playing uh, Trace McSorley. So oh, the old Penn Stater, Trace McSorley. Uh, yeah. So I knew that because because I the reason I know I knew that because I didn't watch the game. I was on the plane, but we were talking about it on the plane because we were uh you know, we have Wi Fi, but we couldn't. We don't have live TV. So we were talking about that we were checking the box scores and everything. And, oh, Trace McSurley versus Brett Rippon. So yeah. you're going to get Desmond Ritter versus either Colt McCoy or Trace McSorley, depending on Colt. And hopefully Colt makes a, a good recovery because, you know, a very good human being um, and one of the better backups in the NFL. And real quick, while we're on the topic, Trace McSorley and Colt McCoy, they combined to go 20 of 36 for 167 yards. This is both of them combined. 20 and 36, 167 yards, no touchdowns, three interceptions, and they were combined sacked six times. Trace McSorley had a QBR of 9.2. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so, yeah. So now, now Denver's got a really good defense. I will say Denver's they defense do. has yeah. been the difference in that team. Um, that's, I mean, the, the, the wins they have. Yes. Um, have been defensive efforts. So, um, there's that. But yeah, look, uh, I, to me, try to win two of three. 
three of four or three of three, um, which will be three of four in the final quarter. And and just keep doing what you've done. Uh, I know that uh, some fans are looking at draft picks. I don't do that. I don't care. I, I, I like I don't. Yeah, sure. You'd like to have some of those guys. Some of those guys, you know, they're not there's no. There's no. This isn't the M- NBA draft, all right? You don't have to be in the lottery to get a starter. Um, no, not at in all. In fact, the first three rounds should all be starters to me. Look at Tyler Algier. Look at what he's doing. I mean, that, that speaks enough for itself. Tyler Algier. I mean, he was he was looking That's like a fifth and, round pick too. By the way, a fifth round pick, and he was clearly looking like an RB one. And you know, we'll we'll have that conversation when that comes up. But but the point is, Tyler Algier was looking like an RB1 yesterday. Like you said, he's a fifth-round pick. So it does not take uh, a first and a second, even third. I mean, all those guys, like you said, should be starters. But you can find starters in the later rounds. I mean, what, Grady Jarrett was with a – he was a fifth-round, sixth-round pick. Grady, Grady Jarrett was a fifth-round pick as well. Fifth-round pick. So you, as long as you got the right scouts doing their job and all that good stuff, you, you can find starters wherever throughout the NFL draft. But I, I'm sorry, Squid. Uh, continue. Uh, I don't know where I was. Um, oh. Tyler Algier, by the way, is a guy who has to uh, – he has a chance to have a 1,000-yard season. He's now got 740 yards. Now, I think he's obviously got to get uh, 250 in the next three games. But, um, you know, it's not impossible. Not at all. And it, this would be a guy who currently I think he's only got uh, like 148 um, – I think he's only got like 148 carries. He ran the ball 17 times yesterday. He was he came into the game with 131 carries on his career and season, and now he's got number 17. He's got 148 carries, and he's uh and he's closing in on you know he's got a chance to close in on a thousand yards. I think that's a pretty good um pretty good chance. Now Huntley did leave the game after two carries yesterday with an ankle injury. That was early in the game, and he did not return. That was after the first series, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, the, him and, and him and CP, and, I, I, and earlier in the year, I'd hope CP would be the guy right. who um, who got a thousand yards. I even talked to him. Hey, man, we're going to get you that. He he's actually um, he's over six hundred yards now mm-hmm. uh, rushing. He did miss some time. So, you know, you do have a balanced run game. So again, though, the, you know, the draft is not the be all end all. Uh, just. Just make the right, just make the right pick where you're at, and, and hopefully you're going to make a trench pick. But if we want to get to, uh, yes, the other, the number two portion of uh, squid sequences, yes, um, <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll tell you this. I thought honestly, I I didn't like the um, the play calling early. I understood wanting to get Ritter and Bob, but I thought you yeah. threw it a little too much. Um, you only. That I saw, I think there were only 13 called runs. I know a, Ritter had a couple. Ritter had an RPO at some point in uh, the game, but I can't remember if it was in the first half or the second half, and that's on me. But compared to you threw the ball at least 16 to 18 times, um, you know, dropped back to throw anyways because there were a couple of scrambles by, by Desmond. So and and you gotta remember there was some sacks in there too. Mm-hmm. So you turn around, you end the you end the game where you ran the ball thirty nine times for two hundred thirty one yards. So I'd say probably thirty five of those were designed runs. Mm-hmm. And you really, you really ended up taking 
just taking the game over in the second half offensively by running the ball. I would have done that to begin with, and I thought you might have got a little more out of Ritter. Um, so that's like that's my thought. Uh, you know, I know Arthur's got a tough job calling plays because you're limited in pass protection. Your wide receivers don't win very well, and everyone knows you just want to line up and run the ball down their throats. And right. that's not as easy to do when everyone knows it's coming because exactly. of the way defenses play you. Um, that being said, I thought Ritter didn't look too bad against one of the better pass defenses in the league. Um, this team is 10th in pass defense coming in. They are, you know, they were missing Marshawn Lattimore, but the fact of the matter is, is the the scheme they play where they play a, they, they like to line up in a two deep safety, uh, look and play man coverage with inside technique, which kind of hurts you. And their their whole goal is to kind of almost undercut stuff. They also are very handsy. This is a defense. Yeah. And we saw that yesterday with multiple pass interference calls. This is a defense. Dennis Allen, whether you like him as a head coach or not, he's a good D.C. And oh, yeah. he's an aggressive D.C. with the way he calls. He has his 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 – secondary grab and, and and tug and remember when he took over this secondary they weren't very good they couldn't mm-hmm. cover and uh now they've added guys like marcus may and the honey badger tyron matthew uh paulison uh adebo has done has, has came in here and, and been a been a decent player uh Alante, i thought alante taylor played uh, pretty good yeah played pretty well yesterday yeah. for a guy stepping in a rookie tennessee guy uh, he's a second round pick stepped in for um, former first round draft pick Marshawn Lattimore and played pretty well. So they're they're still not a bad defense. You know, they've got their linebacking core with Pete. Pete Werner's a very impressive guy and Demario Davis. They were missing some guys, but those they're still they're still a good defense. Their numbers aren't great. I think they've been hurt by the offense in some ways earlier in the season, but they're still a, a strong defense up front. And uh and they, they were able to get to the quarterback four times yesterday. So um, I thought you may, that was the sequence to me, and it's, it's kind of a, the first half, second half, where the play yeah. calling sequences with with running the ball. I did not like the Felipe Franks uh, <laughs> reverse. I'm going to throw it and throw it back to Ritter, and then he, he, he just had – he should have thrown the ball away but takes a sec. I don't know. I thought that was a – I thought – they can throw that play away. They can, they, they can keep that one. I don't they know if you need away. to throw it away. The problem is it's a one-man route, and they covered it well. But the other problem for me was you did it on first and ten instead of, like, second and three. Mm, or even first right. and five. Maybe right. that's okay. Um, but then it puts you – I just thought it killed the drive. Now, you ended up pinning them deep, and you were able to get a short field off a, a decent return by Avery Williams, mm. and, and it was a, a short punt, too, and you were able to punch that in. So, it, you know, it ended up – working out okay um but i just thought that the last two weeks we've now last the, the Steelers game I, I understood why a little bit but uh i just would have liked to seen them try to run the ball more on first down yesterday in the first half something yeah. that he did in the second half and i thought tyler algier was brilliant uh and it was it was awesome to see him have a big game yeah i i completely agree with you i think they were throwing the ball a little too much now like, the first play of the game, I believe they took a shot, and I understand that. You know, you, you kind of want to get Desmond going, and you want to see, you know, where that defense is, and you want to maybe stretch him out first play of the game. I understand that, but really throughout the first drive, and like you said, throughout the first half, I completely agree. They were throwing the ball way, way, way too much, and 
Ritter was obviously struggling. He was trying to settle in, and Arthur Smith talked about how he settled down towards the uh, second half of the game, really through how the game um, went went on. He, he started to settle in, Ritter did. So, you know, he – and again, he wasn't that bad, but early on he was struggling. I think there was a little too much passing when obviously the running game – was there and it could have been there i'm sure early on in the game as well so i'm completely with you uh there so what i do want to get into a, a little bit squid and and i just want to make sure do we finish all the squid sequences i don't want to cut squid so okay that was squid with sequences and that was very good and I, I like i said i completely agree with the fact that they were throwing the ball too much in the first half i do want to talk about this It's uh, it's definitely too early to probably start talking about this, but I do want to just kind of put it out there. So do you think we're going to see enough in, in these next three games from what we saw in the first game and what we're going to see in the next three games? Are we going to, are we going to know whether Ritter is the guy or not, or is it going to be way too early to tell? Uh, I mean, I, do you think there's any way if we're going to know we need to draft another quarterback or is that just going to be something we do moving on? Now, I know, again, it's a little it's a little too early to have this conversation, but I think it's something that people want to hear about. And, and I think, you know, it, it's our due diligence to, to, to talk to the people and, and talk about what they want to talk about. Well, I think it's way too early to yeah. even talk about drafts. So I'm going to double down on that. Um, I... I don't I don't think four games is a great sample size. I'm not sure if any sample size that this year was going to do a lot. What I'll say is what you're looking for is just a growth. Right. You know, an understanding. Does he get comfortable? You know, obviously he did look a little – he got much more comfortable as the game went on yesterday. That happens, people. What do you expect? But, but I want to see – how he plays down the stretch is he, you know, I thought he did a good job at the line of scrimmage of moving stuff around and not, not, you know, the, 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 the one thing I was impressed with was, you know, you didn't burn a timeout at any point yesterday because he couldn't, because he was, was, was scrambling late at the line of scrimmage or couldn't manage a play clock. Those little simple things that we take for granted that good quarterbacks do that, right. That 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 less than average or bad ones don't do. You didn't see any of those. No. Um. I thought I thought as the game went on, he got better. He got more consistent. He got better with his throws. He stopped forcing a little bit. Um. Now some of that was due to the separation. Uh, I would have liked to have seen him hang in the pocket a little bit more early in the game, and, and then maybe take what the take what was there later in the game. And, and that, that almost interception that he threw. Um. That's one where he's he can't throw that ball. He's just got to take off, get five yards get out of bounds, whatever. Um, so I think there's little things that coaching staff could see to make them comfortable with what he is. But I also think that it's important to point out that, uh, you know, where you're at in the draft is also going to make that. You know, if you're right. if you're sitting there in the second round and Max D- uh, Dugan or Duggan, I think it's Duggan, that's what I call him, is, <laughs> is there – um, and he's the highest rated player on your board, that's supposedly their philosophy. So, you know, I don't know. Maybe Max Duggan goes and balls out. A lot of, I, I, I like I liken Duggan to a poor man's Josh Allen in some ways. Okay. Bigger guy, strong arm, not that strong of an arm, 
can can move, can make plays, can put a team on his back. Big Big Twelve championship game, he did that. Um, <laughs> even though they blew it and the referees blew it for him, but he did that. So I don't like a four game sample size, but I think there are some definite key things that you're looking for out of uh, Desmond over the next three games to kind of know more of what you got. I do think they like him. I think he's shown that he is the leadership part down. Oh, yeah. I think you just got to see a little bit more. And you also, you know, what does this look like next year? Maybe you're better at pass protection. Maybe you've got better weapons. Kyle Pitts will be back. Right. So I, I, I am uh, I am not sold on anything. And I don't like C.J. Stroud. I'm not a big C.J. Stroud fan. I've <laughs> said that. Um I think Bryce Young would get just just get. I think he's a hell of a player, but I don't know if he could survive. Uh, you got to beef and, up a little bit. He needs a little this, more beefy. With, well, he's a small guy, but I don't know if he could survive with this team currently constructed. He might get no. you know, destroyed. So I think it's too early. Uh, I don't know if you can get enough out of four, but I think there are some things moving forward that could really make you feel comfortable with him if he um, if he starts doing. You know, if he grows into those things. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm, I again, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough to know, and you're gonna be taking a risk either way. Whether you, you know, go get another guy in in the draft, and you know, you you try and see what they got, or you know, if you you stick with De- Desmond, and you know, you don't draft a quarterback this draft, and you, you take a shot on Desmond. It's 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 a tough it's a tough situation either way, and more times than not, you know, sometimes you gotta you gotta miss on a few before you get one, and 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 that happens. So. We'll see how the rest of the season shapes out for the Atlanta Falcons. And uh, we got – it's a holiday week on uh, on here on Peachtree Football. Obviously, uh, Christmas is uh, this week coming up on Sunday. So, you know, we will – it's going to be the same type of schedule for us, though, Wednesday. We'll talk to you guys again. We'll give you our first look at the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, we'll see if we get any updates on the status of Lamar Jackson and see if he will return um, when the Falcons and the Ravens play each other on Christmas Eve, because Lamar did not play yesterday, it was Tyler Huntley. So we'll we'll try to figure out if we're gonna get Tyler Huntley or Lamar Jackson this week. And so we'll take our first look at the Ravens, and then of course on Friday we'll give you our full Ravens versus Falcons preview. Falcons, though, I mean, all things considered, we're we're still in the boat. We're we're still kicking scratching fighting clawing our way trying to see if we can possibly still win this uh nfc south but definitely a lot of work to be done uh for that to happen so we will see and we will talk to you guys again on wednesday but for bo morgan i am dylan matthews thank you for listening to peace street football make sure you download peace street football subscribe to peace street football like this podcast we are wherever you get your podcast that's the odyssey app that's spotify that's apple podcast Wherever you get Peach Street, wherever you get uh, this second time I said in a row, wherever you get your podcast, I'm just so ready to say Peach Street football is there. So that will do it for this uh, Monday reaction edition of Peach Street football. And again, for Bo Morgan, I'm Dylan Matthews. Until we talk to you guys on Wednesday, peace.